Agents Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Chime offers an award-winning sales acceleration platform built for the real estate industry. Powered by artificial intelligence, Chime delivers the data insights agents and teams need to make the most out of the leads they already have and to get to a close faster. Through an expanding partner network, Chime's easy-to-use conversion platform also delivers quality sales-ready leads from the get-go. It eliminates time-consuming manual tasks and helps agents focus on what matters most, building their network, servicing clients, and growing the bottom line. To learn more about how Chime can help you, visit www.chime.me or call 833-682-4463. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Lab Code Agents Podcast. And I'm excited today to uh, bring on a guest from the Northeast, from New York. I don't know if I did that accent very well. Long Island, to be specific. If you're watching, which most of you aren't, you're listening. She's wearing a New York New York Mets shirt, so don't hold that against her. If you are an anti-Mets fan or you're a Yankee fan or... Uh, just any other fan that might hate the Mets. Uh, but I want you to hear what she has to say today because we're going to be talking to uh, someone. Her name is Jennifer Tucker, and she has gone through some traumatic experiences to where she became a single parent, uh, was living on, in, under poverty level, and had to build herself up to where she is today, where she is winning awards year after year from her brokerage uh, with Exit Realty United. And she has some amazing tips for both young agents who are coming up in the business, maybe a struggling agent who's looking to you know, rebound from being quarantined, uh, but also if you're a team lead, a broker, a manager, this is the kind of stuff that you can take back to your young agents or your struggling agents and help them grow their business. Welcome to the show, Jennifer Sino Tucker. Did I say all that right? Hey, uh, yeah, that's it, Jeff. Hey, thank you so much. What a great intro. Oh my God, I'm, I feel honored. <laughs> that was you know, awesome. Well, I tell you what, you, it's, it's all, you know, it, it is you, right? And so it's, uh, it's obviously well-deserved. I probably could have gone on and on. And that's why we're excited to talk to you today. So before we dive into the tactical stuff, let's learn a little bit about mm-hmm. you. So assuming our audience doesn't know who you are, uh, tell us about, you know, your story. Tell us how you came up in the business, what you went through uh, that, that brought you under poverty level and created, you know, obviously made you a single parent, those kind of things. Let, let us hear your story. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in a regular household on Long Island. Went to college, got my master's degree in um, education and was teaching in the city at the time, city schools. I was a physical education teacher and I just really wasn't happy, didn't know where I wanted to go with it. So I started my own children's fitness business where I would go into preschools. That was kind of that entrepreneurial um, um, kickstart, I I guess you could kind of say. My parents owned a small business um, on Long Island, and I think I got my fever for it, um, kind of watching them navigate through it. So I wasn't really successful with this kid's fitness business, and I was sitting with my mom, who's a realtor, asking her, you know, how do I prospect more? What do I have to do? You know, what's, what's the next thing? How can I get more leads? Um, a lead comes into her room uh, from her secretary on a piece of paper and she literally crumbs it up, crumbled it up and threw it in the waste paper basket. And I was like, like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm struggling here. You're throwing a lead away. Like, why are you doing that? 
she said, I don't have time for rentals. You know, I, I'm just too busy with buyers and sellers. And I'm like, well, that's my light bulb moment. And I was like, I have the time. Picked up the phone and enrolled in the school right there. So uh, I came on as her buyer's agent and really ran the business for her. Ran, meaning running the buyers everywhere and taking opening doors and doing what I had to do to, to get things done in order for us to kind of create our own little brokerage within a brokerage. Kind of this team, you know, mentality when teams weren't popular <laughs> at the time. So that's where everything kind of began. But in, while that was happening, while I was kind of going through this entrepreneurial kind of thing, my uh, daughter's father was in a serious car accident. Um, he suffered a traumatic brain injury, was ejected out of a truck doing probably about 65 miles an hour. Brain injury he suffered as well as broken back and hip. So he was in the hospital and in a coma for about nine weeks wow. um, until he was able to kind of get out and do some inpatient rehab. And it was there that it was my first kind of introduction to the powers of my my higher power and God in and of, of itself to let go of control. And I didn't realize at the time, obviously, how much letting go would be such an impact on business as well. Wow. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of kind of the beginning of it. Um, you know, with his obviously injury, it did put us, you know, at a poverty level where we were uh, really struggling and pulling every government resource out there in order to survive um, so that we could do what we had to do. Impressive. And so, and it's led you to where you are today, which obviously I'd kind of like you to take the audience a little bit through that, which by the way, I left out of your intro that you uh, just happened to write a book uh, and it's called Become a Rockstar Real Estate Agent's Seven Steps to Make $100,000 a Year. Uh, I, that's awesome. And so let's let's take it back to you know when you started uh, either a when you started in the business or b when you started after you know what happened to your to your uh, your ex husband what um what where you where are we going to start us and where did you go where did I start what do you mean um, like I'm sorry so so what I guess what was like the turning point was the turning point at that moment um, when obviously you went through the divorce after the the injury and you were very you were very much struggling. What was it that helped turn you around? Where did you start? The turning point, like I said, I think initially was that kind of letting go. When the doctor says to you, let's see if your husband is able to survive the next 30 days, that's like, oh my God, I can't do really do anything. Uh, that was a turning point where I was able to kind of have a different approach to be like, um, you know, okay, I'm ready, willing, and able to see what you have in store for me. That that was one, I didn't realize, like I said, I didn't realize it at the time and how it would influence my business. The second point, while I was in real estate and I was kind of having some success, but my success wasn't, um, you know, rising or, or uh, you know, it was really like this kind of wavy kind of things that were happening with business. And I didn't make, I couldn't understand that either. I remember, and I talk about it in the book, Become a Rockstar Real Estate Agent, that I was sitting at a listing appointment and I was really just focused on numbers and the commission and, you know, how I could get the listing and it ultimately controlling that as trying to control as much of it as I could as well. I didn't get the listing and it was more about 
I didn't focus on the people in front of me. You know, it was more about the relationship that I should have been focusing on. And that was the other aha moment. That letting go of control and focusing on the relationship as opposed to the transaction, treating your business as if it's a holistic approach instead of just the transactional basis, that was where everything kind of summed itself up for me. So define that to our to us. What does that mean to treat your business with a holistic approach? Yeah, it's really taking care of your mind, body, and spirit so that your business is can be just as successful as you want it to be. Uh, so break that down for us. Like, what does that look like? I, I get it from a broad perspective, but get a little bit more granular for us. Yeah, so you need to, first of all, I would say that you need to have the right systems in place, you know, for your business and what works for you. Um, for me, networking was really huge. I was able to kind of um, join my local groups of BNIs and uh, IBOs so, and really network that way to focus on those relationships as opposed to just the numbers and, and the transactions. Um, I also took a more of a holistic approach in, in my health and well-being. Um, I incorporate more of a Mediterranean uh, lifestyle so that I'm able to kind of flourish and, and get adequate sleep because if my diet isn't right, I'm not going to be able to function right in my business as well. And just again, just giving thanks and praying to God when um, so about my business and about my family. And again, this more holistic kind of way of thinking so that, you know, you're not just focused on the numbers like I had said. I like it. And, and, and uh, I have one question from what you just described. What is a Mediterranean lifestyle? Oh, well, I'm Italian, so um, no pasta, just a lot of fish, a lot of fish, uh, chicken and, and meat with vegetables and no starches. Okay, so it's a, it's more of diet than it is lifestyle. It's a diet in the lifestyle, right? That it becomes a lifestyle. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I tried to keep the lifestyle and then more of a Mediterranean diet lifestyle, sure. Awesome. Very cool. So in other words, you know, you're, you're breaking, you're breaking it down and, and, and making this a lot more simplistic that, you know, it's, it's not, and I think we're going to get a little bit or a lot more tactical, but you know, it's, if, if you get your mind right and you stay less focused on achieving certain numbers, I, I, I imagine that the numbers come uh, and obviously they have. Yeah. The numbers definitely come. So, okay. Yeah. So once you got to that point and, and you figured that out and you got yourself right and, and obviously uh, spiritually and from a lifestyle perspective and, and you let go of control, uh, what was next? Like, where did you then take your business from there? That was kind of the kickstart of the book, to be honest. I figured if I had found the system <laughs> that worked, it was working for me. There had to be others out there like me who were struggling and saw this wave in their business. So that was where the book kind of came in to give people more of a, a guide um, as to how they can, uh, you know, make that 100K. Of course, to me, that was a beginning platform and it was a goal initially from the beginning. Like if I can make 100K every year, even though I'm in New York. I could still make things happen. I can still keep, take care of my family and we can still do the things that we need to do. Yeah, I get it. And, and I think 100K is just kind of a barometer because obviously it, it, it does matter where you live. Like for me in the Midwest, 100K goes a hell of a lot farther than it does in, in Los Angeles or New York. 
but it is, but it is a good metric. And, and I think a lot of people get into these kind of businesses and, and look to do just that. So I think that will resonate. I think it's a great title to the book, by the way. Uh, but let's talk. So let's get a little bit more tactical. How do you know? So, so first things first, you know, before we get into like a marketing strategy, which I want to ask you, um, how did you figure out who your ideal client was? Like how, how did you figure that out for your business? And how, how would you advise someone to do that for their business? You know, people, you tend to work with people who are a lot like yourself, um, where we can mirror and um, people immediately back. Um, I, I, I did a lot of research in like the DISC personality profiling, and I know that I'm a strong D, uh, high D, high C. <laughs> um, so I really tend to attract those kind of buyers and sellers. Um, that that are more like me. It became what the challenge for me was becoming the chameleon and realizing in order for my business and the numbers to grow for me to be profitable, I had to be the chameleon and be more of the I and S personality when the time called for, called for it. So it became this mirroring and understanding more psychology about people and how they buy and sell that that was ultimately one of the next levels as well focusing on the relationship and then this kind of mirroring mentality with your buyers and sellers i love it so it's less it's less of of becoming what you're not and more of learning how to communicate with those that are not yours and 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 let's 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 digress for a second on the disc um i i don't want to assume everybody knows what that is so why don't you give a quick explanation of what each is to you the disc is yeah, so like I said, it's a personality profiling um, that everyone has um, a little bit of um, all DISC, D being more of a dominant personality, very strong. Um, I is more of an influencer. My mom's an I, she carries this big pocketbook of big earrings all the time. Um, S is a supporter, and uh, C is more of a cautious and uh, personality. So I'm a DC. Um, I'm going to guess that you're an I. Um, Jeff, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually DI. Yes. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to say. Just based upon your background, I'm going to say you're an I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, and, and I would describe them slightly different. D is tif- definitely typically tends to be more the leaders, right? And a little bit more controlling. Yeah. Somebody likes to be in control and I is like really outgoing. They lead with their personality. They want to be liked. They want to like everyone And S is also what you said, but also somebody who's, I, I believe, a little bit more analytical and a C, uh, so like an S like spreadsheets. And then an, a C is somebody who tends to A, be cautious, but also uh, tends to look to others uh, when they're making decisions. Like they're not necessarily, they're, 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 it's, it's actually a weird mix for you because Ds are usually very, very in control of their decisions and, and Cs are not. And so that's interesting. Yeah, so that's that's why I make such a great leader, to be honest. That's what I've been told, because I have this very strong personality, but yet the C kind of balances me out, like, okay, like I keep checking myself, so to speak. So um, but I like taking a lot of a lot of risks. And that was one of and writing the book was definitely a risk. Uh it sent me out of my comfort zone for sure. And that's what kind of pushes me too. You know, I, I like that like my C personality is like, oh God, you really do you really want to do this? But the D's like, yes, just go for it, keep doing. <laughs> I imagine there's a lot of inner arguments within yourself, and constantly all the time. It's like it's like the devil and and the and the angel on your shoulder, right? Yeah, and I don't know who's who. 
<laughs> That's funny. It's true. I wouldn't know either. I guess it depends on the decision that they're they're trying to argue for. And and I would say this is and and there's a book that I read. It's called Navigate 2.0, and it's mm. it's the same principle, but the entire book. And they actually they label the the DISC differently than what they are in the disc profile. Uh, and then there's other other you know similar you know obviously personality assessments. Uh, but this tip, this book uh, Navigate 2.0 helps teach you how, if you are the D, what's the best way to communicate to an I, or what's the best way to communicate to an S or a C. And that's so important. I think what you said is, 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 is overlooked. I think a lot of people just dive right into real estate strategy. I'm going to door knock. I'm going to call expireds. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But a lot of people don't pull back and figure out what you've figured out, which is probably, well, it is the biggest key to your success. And then you went in to figure yeah. out personality traits, how to communicate to people, which creates relationships and makes you closer to people. Right. Um, and so, okay. So, so that was, that was, I guess, probably one a, um, but now let's talk about what are some of the strategies that you implemented? So you, you figured that out. And I guess before we get onto that, I do want to ask you, cause I was thinking this, you said networking, you said BNI, you said, you know, obviously I'm sure you went to chamber events or those kind of things. Mm-hmm. What, how have you shifted? Now that uh, you've been quarantined or now that you can't be with a lot of people on a regular basis, have you shifted? I've shifted, but it, it, it doesn't, it didn't never felt like it was different. Let's put it that way. We're just meeting virtually, you know, um, my, I, uh, my um, BNG group, we still meet once a month on Tuesdays at eight o'clock in the morning for coffee and breakfast. I mean, we're just in our own homes, but we're still meeting and doing business and referring each other. I actually joined a new group just two weeks ago, right when we were kind of coming out of quarantine, just because I, I, I knew I had to go back to the basics again after this. I felt, I feel like I have to go back to, like I said, the basics and what I knew and how I built my business from the beginning, besides just, you know, the referrals that, that, that are kind of coming in as well. Um, in New York, we have a lot of people who, who want to get out. <laughs> so there's definitely people who are very, very much looking to buy and sell um, um, at this time, you know, and the market is holding pretty strong here. Our numbers are still high. That's fa- that's fantastic. And, and here's what I took from what she just said. Uh, number one, the shift was, okay, I can't go to the BNI group. I can't go to the networking group. We'll just take it to Zoom. We'll just take it online. No big deal. Nothing has to change. We're just not going to be shaking hands and hugging. I love that. And I love that you have that, uh, you don't have limiting beliefs. Like it didn't stop you. You have, you had the opportunistic mindset of, okay, now we're starting to come out of this. You didn't say it, but I was thinking it. This is an opportunity because there's probably a lot of people that are going to hold back. And you're Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm joining more groups and I'm going to get my butt out there. I love that. (laughs) And that's what trauma kind of teaches us. And I think I was kind of prepared for this in a way. And I don't want to use um, my daughter's father's, uh, the daughter, my daughter's father's accident as, you know, this, you know, big thing. But yes, it was this traumatic moment that kind of taught me that, you know, there's no reason to kind of stop living and, and just, you know, fold up and sit in my pajamas all day. Like I know a lot of people did. You know, it is trauma, but there is a way to get through it. Um, I mean, I was able to list 
10 houses during these three months that we've been under quarantine. We're just coming out this, this week on Long Island. And I put four of them under contract. I just did everything virtually. I mean, I looked at the houses virtually. I had the sellers show me the house. It was just like, okay, this is no big deal. Just FaceTiming, you know? Um, we're still going to be able to do this. And, and a lot of those people actually moved down south themselves of, of those sellers. So, you know, it, it, the, the, I, again, just to sum it up, the trauma kind of taught me to be prepared and, and, and taught me how to move forward. I love it. I love it. So let's get into some marketing strategies. Uh, so what do you recommend for that new realtor or that struggling realtor or for that leader who wants to help the new realtor? Yeah, my, my first thing is always to like know your numbers. So we want to get our systems in place. And I like to reverse engineer everything. So I start from the top and how much you want to make. And now we have to know what kind of um, activities you're going to be doing on a daily basis in order to achieve those goals. Um, so that's one of the things. So uh, knowing that I want to make 100K, how many people do I have to contact each day in order to see results from it? So um, I was taught by uh, one of my coaches, Verl Workman, that we want to hit these 61 points of rhythm, um, um, meaning um, each kind of call has a number system, how many postcards we send has a number system, how many emails we send, everything kind of has numbers. And if I hit those numbers and get to 61 points each day, then my, my goals are going to be met. Wow. Awesome. And so, know so, your, so I would say know your numbers first and, and know that you want to be making some money making. You want to be doing money making activities on a daily basis, not so, sitting around and doing paperwork from one side to the other. You just you just can't wing it, basically. So right. well, break that down for us. So what did it look like for you? So you started with the number. I, I, here's my goal. 100K. Now, what did you do to, to back into how to get there? Again, well, initially, you know, as a new realtor, you don't really have a lot of marketing money, you know, to kind of go out and spend out there. So I leveraged my time for money and I did door knocking initially. Um, I really, I, I don't like it now. I didn't like it then, but I did it. I had to do something. What it did and what I learned that it taught me was doing, doing something, some money making activities, being active as opposed to, you know, being proactive. Uh, really created the momentum in order for me to move forward with, with my business. So I did some door knocking. I started farming a small area. I think it was like a hundred homes initially that I could, that's all I could afford at the time. So I just marketed to these hundred homes and um, I continued that and I just kept building and, and using my office and the more experienced agents again as leverage uh, for me to host their open houses and build a database. I think I have like 5,000 people in my database at this time that I constantly send um, um, a weekly email to. That was another thing that just kind of created the momentum so that people knew that I was there and present for them, create, giving them the content about what's going on in the current market. I love it. I love it. it was, is there anything that you would say uh, was a was a game changer from any of the of the strategies that you executed back when you didn't have a budget when you were obviously just you know trying to get to those numbers. A game changer? No, I would say um, it was just more of the. I know I have to work 
<laughs> I know I have to keep moving forward. How do what do I have to do though? I was just very eager to kind of know the business and I from the ground up, like when my mother would say, Okay, we have action at so and so, I'm like, Okay, I'd be wanted to know everything that was happening. And that was just me. Like I know like, you know, and I know what what they're and I can tell you the difference between gas and oil and, and uh, what, what the systems look like and, you know, thing, things of that nature that I think a lot of realtors kind of take for granted, especially coming out of this climate with COVID. And we don't, we don't really have a lot of it here on the buyer's agents. We're not really, really represent our, our, our buyers as clients here on Long Island. I think that climate is going to change. There are some people that do it, but it isn't very popular. Because of these circumstances, I, and if you're not, I think you you have to buyer at this time too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, and I think that, I think the biggest takeaway from what she just said was, and what she's not saying is there isn't a silver bullet. So when you're looking for that silver bullet, it really is just hunkering down and figuring out like this progression and, and this hard work, right? I mean, that's that's really where where what has started, what what brought you to where you are today. And so, how did that evolution continue then? So obviously, you did the door knocking, and now you've evolved. Obviously, you probably do some databasing. What are some of the things that you're doing today that to, that newer or younger realtors or struggling realtors can implement? Um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm work. still cold. I'm still cold calling. Uh, I, I like to make the calls. I don't mind when people hang up on me. I'd rather get a no than a wishy-washy, think it over kind of answer. So I don't mind people, you know, saying, you know, don't call me. Okay, no problem. I, I, I like cold calling. I really focus because I work with a lot of investors because my DC personality is just really numbers and analyzing. I really, I really like working with investors because it's quick and short cut. So I do call a lot of pre-foreclosures um, to see if there's, there's a relationship that can be built there in any way that I can help them out. So that's my primary um, code calling kind of strategy right now, focusing on these pre-foreclosures. Do you buy leads? Do I not? I don't buy pay monthly. Do I give a referral fee? Yes. So the, the lead I don't buy leads. No, no. I, I told, I remember I got a call from, from Zillow. They wanted to, they pitched me, whatever. And I said, at this point and stage in my career, you should be paying me for putting your homes on, on your website. Touche, touche. <laughs> so where are your, where, where are those, little, the cold calling leads coming from? I guess they're the pre-foreclosures. Where are you getting those from? I use, you know what, the Red X is a great resource. They're able to give you addresses and, and phone numbers. I, I love them. Um, it's real simple, broken down, really simple. I know there's, a, and they have a dialer as well, um, like the Mojo dialer, I believe it is. I just prefer the Red X to make those calls on. So uh, what would you say are your, because you know everything you're kind of giving us, again, is is reinforcing that, you know, again, that, that they're not just going to sit back on their couch and all of a sudden something just going to come to them. Right. And so mm -hmm. if you had a realtor call you tomorrow and said, you know, what are your tips for creating, for creating a vision? What would you say to them? That you need to start with where you live, work and play first. Right. Um, I, I believe that we can build and grow um, small from this small little network that we have and go out from there. So if you're a new realtor, I would say you need to have your top 
50 in place, which means those are the top 50 people who are going to be who are in your network or your friends and family that can refer you business in the next three years. I would consider um, sending, keeping them on some kind of database where you call, text, email, um, stay in contact with those people because they're going to be your 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 primary source of business. My first sale um, with a buyer was someone that I worked a part-time job with. Um, so I, you know, it was a matter of, of developing these top 50 people uh, how, initially. How do you recommend someone does that? Is it just going through their phone contacts? Is it going through their Facebook? Yeah, friends? I would say, yeah, exactly. Look at your phone. Who's going to be able to, who's getting married? Who's uh, maybe divorced? Thing, who is maybe uh, starting a new relationship, you know, those people are who's considering leaving, the, you know, the state, uh, uh, town, uh, county, um, those people, I would say, would be the ones that you want to focus on. I think that's an interesting point that you just brought up. And again, it's getting back to basics. And that is when you're struggling, when you're sitting either or you're brand new, uh, but when you're struggling, you know, get back to the basics of Scrolling through your contact list, scrolling through your social media list, you all have them. Even if you're not active on social media, you have those. And just paying attention. I mean, if there's ever a reason to say, and, and I actually teach social media, so I'm a massive proponent of social media for the business. However, if you're not, uh, at the very least, don't, don't let it be a rabbit hole. Go to your feeds every single day, scroll and watch and see what people have going on in their lives. Because just by doing that, you, those are potential leads, right? I mean, that's how you, it sounds to me. Like if you're finding out, how else do you find out somebody's getting married? How else do you find out somebody's getting a divorce? Where do they post that crap the second it happens? Every, right. Everything's on social media. I mean, I'm, I'm not huge into it, although I am present and I choose only one. Um, my, my thing is I just choose one social media platform. And for me, that's Facebook. It's what I'm comfortable with. It's my kind of, generation or people who kind of are still on there a little bit of you know that's going on um so yeah and then i just group them into you know who they are and how i know them and when that flag goes up and i make the comment at least i'm there i love those little social media facebook groups as well these mom groups i'm in like all of them <laughs> you know um, i'm looking for a referral for a realtor yes i'm right here i'm going to be present and right there for you i i captured at least three three listings doing just being in one of those uh, on some of these mom groups. It's basically being present folks. What she's mm -hmm. saying is it's no different than not missing a BNI meeting or a networking meeting. It's being consistently present in your social media groups. And I'll take it one step further for you too. Cause we, uh, we know people I've interviewed people who started their own moms groups or started their own interest groups. And th that way they can control the narrative. They can control other realtors not getting in. And therefore, if they grow an audience, let's just say it's a neighborhood audience, there's always going to be conversations going around about updating your kitchen or doing this or doing that, where you can then respond, be the authority on the topic, remind people what you do, and guess who they're going to think of whenever they want to buy or sell, right? Um, I love yeah. it. I love it. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that, but don't get me started because I'm going to start trying to convince you that you need TikTok now. So look, look, uh, one at I, a time. You know, I just hired my 14-year-old uh, as my uh, new assistant, so Smart. Uh, she may be able to help me with that. Oh, 100% I, my C personality comes in when I'm like, oh, do I really have any cringes? <laughs> You know, it's, it's, um, I, we actually, it's funny. I just, I just uh, posted a video today across a bunch of, of 
platforms, social media platforms. I actually, I actually have uh, actively am on five platforms, but that's because it's my my mojo, right? And and the video or the video was about will video make or break your business, and it's the same for social media. And and the premise of the message was a lot of people say video or social media will make or break your business. My response to that is, no, it won't. It won't break you. Like if you're doing stuff like what Jennifer is doing, the tried and true stuff, and it's working for you, there's nothing wrong with that. However, video and social media can make your business. It can take your business Mm -hmm. to other levels. But if you don't like it, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not going to break you. Don't let anybody tell you that. It's just if you're looking for other ways to evolve and to grow, those are great ways to do it. And even, listen, listen to what Jennifer just said. She's not a mass, you know, she's not coming to my classes. She's not listening to me teach social media, but she uses it as a business resource. I imagine you're probably not spending a lot of time scrolling to see what your cousin and I was having for dinner, but you're paying attention for the sake of finding new buyer and seller leads. And that is what it is for. And I love, um, I, I already went too far. Sorry. You got me going. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, yeah, it's it's, it's what I, you know, pick one for, like you said, you know, you really just five, need to be yeah. paying attention. Pay, just pay pay attention. That's I mean, it. use the consistent consistent and persistent behaviors, no matter what they are. And it's all going to kind of click and happen. I love it. I love it. And And just for the record, I tell people, pick two. Um, and so it's interesting. It's, it's also interesting because it, I'm not right and you're not right and you're not wrong and I'm not wrong. It's just, it's to, to each their own. And so you got to mm-hmm. figure out what is for you and what you want to be and what, you, you know, how, how hard you want to work to execute. Um, and so that's awesome. I love getting a totally different take because there's not one way to skin the cat. Um, and so yeah. let's, I, I haven't, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, okay. I was just going to say, you know, I teach, you know, everyone's worried about getting it right as opposed to just doing it. I don't care how you do it. I tell my, the new agents that come into our brokerage, just, just do it. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. That's so, I mean, I, I, that's so true. I'm there are lots of that. edits in my book happening. <laughs> Amen. And, and it's, uh, again, I'll go back to video because it's my thing, but I, I, I have a quote that says, my shitty video will outperform your non-existent video all day long. It doesn't Love matter that. how bad it is. Just do it. Exactly. Like, awesome. And that, and that applies to all of the things we're talking about today. Just mm-hmm. do it. Cause if you sit on your couch, nothing will come to you. That's, that's the reality. So, so you mentioned, let's go back a little bit before we wrap this up. You know, you mentioned obviously uh, the disc profile and how relationships are so important. And you mentioned that in the very beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's, let's end this with, with kind of explaining how you would describe how that works for you. So again, you understand, you understand how to communicate with somebody. Um, and, and obviously relationships are extremely important to your business. Uh, so, so kind of give just a quick recap of, of why it's so important and, and why it should be so important to, to any realtor for that matter. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, as a realtor, we, we typically go into the business obviously to make money. I mean, um, and to be financially free and to be able to provide for our families, you know, in, in, and what we feel, you know, we're, we're comfortable in and, and we, and real estate is the vehicle that to make it, can make it happen, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. Um, but it's not truly why we go into real, real estate. I believe that there is a deeper meaning to what brought me into real estate. And it wasn't just my mom, right? I know she's been in the business 30 years, but 
what's kept me in it and what makes me get up every day at five o'clock in the morning and start my routine to go to work is not money driven. We, you know, money is just the, 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 I guess, Yes, thank you for finding the word for me. The byproduct of why we do what we do, right? Uh, Simon Sinek and, and his um, kind of approach to, you know, the why theory is really, really key and what kind of drove me into, why am I in real estate? What am I doing this for? Is it really to make money? And that was, you know, kind of another thing that catapulted me as well. It was my feeling of being this like lost child, I think at one point in my life that I realized that I love connecting with people. I love building that relationship and being close and seeing them from point A to point Z and me being the, the way and the means that it made it happen. It gave me such a value in business that I didn't see teaching children. You would think as a teacher that I would find more meaning in, in it, but I found it through real estate. So finding your why and why you're really in this business. And, and like I said, the money is not the reason why is also the way to make your business grow and grow and to keep keep continuing on i love it you know find find what you're passionate about and the money will come mm. don't worry about the money find what you're passionate about go all in on it and then the money will come yeah i mean the, the connecting with people is you know really what john drove me to kind of make this happen it's ironic now that i work with an involved of investors it has the relationship is really kind of you know not there but honestly when i look at it and go deep they trust me a lot more than some of the people, you know, in their own little circle, their, you know, trades people that may work. So, so that relationship is still there and it's still very important, you know, in, in any transaction. And, and I think it comes not just in real estate, but in any business, in any business. Um, I, I was just going to ask you a question actually, Jeff. So why do you find like, how do you build more relationships from social media? Oh gosh. Yeah. It's, it's a no like, and trust thing. So for me, and it's, again, it's, there's not one strategy, there's not one size fits all, but uh, for me, I found years ago, I started doing video four or five years ago before anybody was doing it to, to differentiate. Right. And what I found was it was, it started to attract. And so then I started to get more and more messages from referral partners and potential clients of saying, they just like following. They, they love watching what we're doing what my family, they, they get to know you without even really knowing you. And so mm. you can build that deeper relationship with somebody without even really having a relationship. I, I tell people all the time that we are living in the single greatest time in the, in the history of mankind where you, know, you can build a massive sphere of influence without actually having to go anywhere and shake hands with anyone. You don't have to if you, if you put out consistent content. And frankly, uh, the reason why most people go to social media is not to see what homes are listed for sale. They're not to go see what awards you've won. They're not there to go learn about you as a realtor. They're going there to learn about you, the human. And so more, right. more of what you share about your life, the more eyeballs you get, which means the more people will remember you when you do sprinkle in business and the more you'll be remembered. Because frankly, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, but they also do business with the people that are perceived as the expert, as the authority. And the more you're seen, the more you're perceived that way, just like billboards. I, you know, I can slap anybody on a billboard and if I see it for years, I'm just, that's just my perception is they must be something important, right? Uh -huh. and, um, and that's the way life works. And so 
Billboards are today's social media, and um, that's that's what I believe, and it's worked it's worked for me, um, and, it, and it can work for anybody, and that's that's why we teach it. So thank thank you for asking that question. I've never had anybody ask me a question as the host of the podcast. Thank you. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm the interviewer. I always like, like asking questions because you know we're getting to know each other too. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, this has been fantastic. So Jennifer, is is there uh, before we finish, is there a good uh, way for anybody to get to to reach out to you? If somebody wanted to contact you, if they love what they heard today and they wanted to get to know you more, what's the best? <laughs> yeah, what's the well, best places to find you. So um, I'd love to give your audience um, a free download of my book. So if they go to realtorsuccesstraining.com, they can um, download my book for free. Awesome. And if they wanted to contact you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? They can. And you know what? My, num my phone number is so public that it doesn't even matter. I would love a text message. I love texting. It's my favorite, favorite way to talk to people. Awesome. Uh, 516-361-2568. Fantastic. You just, she just gave you your cell phone number. If somebody doesn't text her, I'm going to be disappointed for her. So come on, people, give her a text message. And, and let me re repeat it. You said it was realtorsuccesstraining.com? Yes. Realtorsuccesstraining.com to get a free access to a digital download of your book, Become a Real mm -hmm. Rockstar Real Estate Agent, Seven Steps to Make $100,000 a Year. Uh, listen, folks, I don't if whether that applies to you or whether you're already making 100K plus, that's something that I would go download, set it aside in my back pocket and share it with someone to make their day because, you know, karma is a powerful thing. And the more you give, just like we just talked about, the more you give, the more you will get in return and uh, it becomes a byproduct. And I think Jennifer is a great example of this is not rocket science, folks. Find your why. Uh, the holistic approach was very powerful. Understand how to communicate with different personalities. Know your numbers and work hard. Those are kind of my recap of, of everything that we talked about today. And, and I think this has been great, Jennifer. It's, it's, it's fascinating. It's great to hear from people who have gone through massive struggles and have dug their way out and, and found real success. And now you're writing books, which is really cool. Yeah, this has been a really fun journey and, and life that I've kind of been on. And I'm really, really coming into my own at this time and really enjoying it. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And it sounds like we're going to be seeing a heck of a lot more of you in the future. So we look forward to doing so. Thank you for being on. And as always, if you love what you hear today, if, if you like this podcast, please share it with somebody. Let people know we also like reviews. They'll keep us a secret. Uh, at Lab Code Agents, obviously, our our, our our principles are to share and share and share and make the industry better. And so don't hold us, don't keep us a secret. So Jennifer, thank you again for being on today. It was great to get to know you and I look forward to kind of watching your success and hopefully we stay in touch. Okay, great. Thanks again, Jeff. And thanks. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Street Text, where you can run Facebook ads that actually work. They're ready to go Facebook ads that include landing pages, text message assistance through AI, drip emails, capture forms, and best practices. Join Street Text at streettext.com. Lab Coat Agents Podcasts.